Hey, great day. Welcome back to the Branding for Abundance podcast where therapists deserve abundance. And so today's episode will be a little bit different. I am going live on YouTube. And in today's episode, we will be talking about trends for the success of your business in 2023. So let's go ahead and dive in. Hey, my name is Dr. TK. And on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant mental health business tools to help you become the person you were meant to be. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist working for a government agency and being a professor for over 18 plus years into building a multi six figure mental health business. My goal is to remove the employee mindset and replace it with an abundant CEO mindset. We will uncover the good, the bad and the ugly of business ownership. I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living and become unapologetic while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome. So I am here, sorry for the delay. I've been having some difficulty with sharing some slides that are outside of Canva, but We are going to wing it because I definitely know that you all voted that we're in my community. And for those of you who are hopping on via YouTube, one of the topics or the topic that we are going to talk about today are 2023 trends of how to have a successful business. And so put a one in the comment box if you have your pen and paper ready, because you know that I like to give notes. Okay, so um, let me give some context as you are getting your uh, sheets of paper and notes. Okay, I had the elite coaching graduation mastermind for our therapists that have been with us. Majority of them have been with us actually for two years, plus Dope Therapist Academy, plus just connecting with me on Instagram. And then there are a um, smaller group of clinicians in the program that this was their first year in the mastermind. But again, we were connected via Instagram, the Internet and or live events. And so there was one topic we've talked about a lot of things over the last 48 hours at their mastermind, but there was one thing that definitely stood out. And from time to time, I like to look at the material that I provide to my clients and ask myself, could any of these things be beneficial to, I'm going to say the general public, meaning people who are not here. And of course the whole thing, but of course they have their experience they got to experience the mastermind with the up-levelness of their business for 2023. So of course, they had time to dive deep into this with activities and breakout sessions and hot seats and masterminding. But I want to introduce to you this one segment that I talked to them about yesterday because I think this is vitally important considering the norm that we are in, especially being online. And so let me go ahead and pull up these slides, and then we are going to go ahead and get into these trends. As I see now that y'all got y'all paper. Okay. All right. So let's first talk about relatability. And so when we look at 2023 trends, um, one of the first things that you want to consider is how relatable are you being online? And so this, I'm doing actually a prime example. This can be for anybody, undergrad or graduate student license. It does not matter. If you want to be in the public eye, this is important no matter what, okay? So um, one thing to be successful in 2023 is relatability, okay? So you see on my screen, it says not just a talking head video. So technically what I'm doing right now, even though I'm shifting the screen and I'm asking you to engage, 
You don't just want to do this. I am Dr. TK. Like that is no longer appropriate for majority of your content. Now, I'm not saying that you cannot get a microphone and sit in front of the camera. However, what I am saying is that if that's all you do and you don't put anything on the screen, you don't talk back to a live audience because let's just say it's pre-recorded, people will tap out because we had two full years in most states of having little to no contact. We really, a lot of us depended upon YouTube to be our television, right? Outside of regular TV. And some of us didn't want to watch TV during that time because all it was, was the news. So even though we don't like to talk about potentially what happened over the last two years, the bottom line is it changed our lives and the way that we receive and perceive information differently, okay? So relatability is key. And you want to make sure, I'm not saying that if you do like an Instagram live that you jump in everywhere, but I'm just saying, do something to change up the scene, especially if you're, you know, doing things like YouTube. Okay. So let's keep going. Second one is, and I'll probably lose count because I mean, put the numbers, but the next one is one-stop shop. And so when you think about one-stop shop, Put in the comment box, do you have any products on sale? It doesn't matter if it's worth mental health or not. If you are a business owner or you got a side hustle, do you have anything on sale? Do you have uh, digital products? Do you have books, t-shirts, mugs, courses, anything online? Not just therapy, but we can include that too, right? So when you think about a one-stop shop, think about the consumer and the, like the customer. How many steps does it take? for someone to buy from you. So I actually went to a training last week about profitability playbook for Black Friday. And one of the things that they were talking about is like your checkout page. So how many steps on your checkout page does it take for them to get their mug? If somebody's signing up for mental health services, do they have to go to your website and then it clicks the link to your Instagram? And then when they go to your Instagram, you say, click the link in my bio. And then when they click the link in your bio, then it goes to a website and then they got to find the damn button for your consultation calendar. But then when they hit your consultation calendar, it says, oh no, you can't view my schedule because you got to email me for my availability. Then you got to wait on my response about my availability to even see if I'm the right fit. I mean, damn, like that's about eight to nine stops. Who wants to do that? Especially people who are coming in for services and they're wanting a problem to be solved. They need the problem to be solved. And so if you're creating a bigger problem for them, you're actually not the best provider or coach for them, right? So yes, that is a lot. And that's why in our community, we tell them, we tell you know one another, hey, go through your website, go through your funnels if you're creating digital products, go through your operating system, SOPs for a client going through your consultation system. You should be a mock person, a customer, a client before you send someone through it. Prime example, we just opened up the doors for the Therapist Deserve Abundance Conference. And my team is probably gonna laugh at me. I just um, recorded and I gave them a disclaimer. But I recorded a 25 minute video that technically behind the scenes was about 45 to 50 minutes. And I ran through the sales process for somebody to get a seat for the conference. And there was a glitch. I didn't get like a confirmation email for one of the things that I signed up for, for like a mock sales process. So I thought that I fixed it. Then I got back on camera. I'm like, oh, I think this is it. Right. But what I realized was if you don't do that, 
then you're also going to be creating customer service issues for your audience simply because you don't even know what the problem is. Does that make sense? Right? So yes, yeah, streamline. Okay. So the next one, uh, no BS talk. And so because of 2020, right, we have now created the attention span of a net. And what that means is people's attention span, including yours, is very short. I've learned even on live YouTube videos, I'm not about to sit here and give every single person in the comment box a shout out for five minutes because people who watch this on a replay just want to get in and get out. Let me just take notes. Let me go home, right? So when you're presenting something to someone, whether it's live, Instagram live, TikTok live, um, whether you are hosting a workshop, whether you're hosting a webinar, a masterclass, whatever you would like to call it, bottom line is get straight to the damn point. If you told them they were showing up to the top three things, give them the top three things. If you need them to stay to the end, tell them in the beginning, hey, I'm about to give you these top three things, but I want you to stand to the end so I can give you a bonus. Like, let them know. We told our students, this is something that I love to be transparent about. If I am offering a product or a service, I'm not about to sit here and hide it, especially on a webinar, right? So I'm going to say, stand to the end so that I can tell you how you can work with me to have a profitable private practice. Like, we're not going to make it a secret. So get straight to the point. Stop trying to bamboozle people. I hope that y'all appreciate that. Let me know in the comment box. Next one, let's talk about getting paid. More than ever, the online resources that we have that we can utilize for free is paying creators to create. So YouTube clearly is a platform which you have to meet certain requirements and then you can become monetizable, right? But if you're on Instagram, let's just say if you don't have a YouTube channel or for myself, my channel is not of yet monetizable because I create a lot of content, but it was more on Instagram initially, right? So I'm halfway to my goal, right? I'm appreciative of going live and people watching my recorded videos, but it's not going to stop me from making content. However, Instagram has paid me money to post reels. But one thing I want to be very clear on is make sure that you're creating something of value. For example, I like to dance. That's my flow. I don't dance to be a trending dancer. I'm not no backup dancer for Janet Jackson, right? At the concert for Usher. But I like to dance because it increases my frequency. Do I dance every day? Absolutely not. However, if you go back and watch my dancing videos, every video has a message, period, point blank. It is either something on the screen and or something in the copy. But some people may just see my video and be like, girl, you got me wanting to dance. That's good. I mean, I also did my job because I want you to live abundantly. But please don't just go with the trends. Okay, if you want to get paid on platforms, make sure that you're adding value and make sure that you're adding value to your ideal customer or client. Okay, so next one is, are you a brand or an influencer? This is really key when it comes down to looking at how you're showing up now and also how you're showing up in 2023. So let's talk about the difference, because this is one of the things that I brought up to my mastermind students. And most people use these words interchangeably not recognizing that there is a difference. So when you look at the word brand, a brand, I am a personal brand. Even though, you know, my company name is Branding for Abundance, I am more known for being Dr. TK. So Dr. TK, when people hear that name, they automatically associate it with, oh, that's a therapist, business coach lady. Or back in the day, you know, I was the difficult teens lady. But bottom line is my name has a brand to it and it's linked to products or services. Does that make sense? 
So then when you look at influencer, influencer in the mental health world, for example, is like the case manager if we really want to get like mental health talk. So an influencer is going to point you in different directions. Try to roll with which one you want to be, right? Now, I'm not saying that I cannot be an influencer. I can clearly be on here right now and somebody can say, hey, where did you get your um, hair from? Where did you hair? Yeah, because I put it in, right? <laughs> where did you get your sweater from, right? So let's just say if I got this sweater from Amazon and I have an Amazon store, I can easily say, hey, check the link in my show notes on my podcast or my YouTube channel and you can get the same sweater. It comes in all sizes, right? That's an influencer because somebody's going to tag me on Instagram saying, hey, I watch your YouTube. I love your sweater. Um, it's nice. It's light. I can wear it around the house. But heck, it was $10. You know, so thank you. That is an influencer. You point people in the right direction. But be cautious about running around saying you're an influencer and you ain't influencing nothing. Hello. All right. Next one. Content is queen or king if you're a gentleman. But this was from yesterday and we were in a room full of ladies. So I wanted to be appropriate. So content has been dominating the online space, email marketing, social media for a long time. Content can be written. It can be audio. It can be visual. Clearly, it can be on social media platforms or platforms like YouTube, right? Um, so the question that you want to ask yourself is, what are you creating? And more importantly, who are you creating it for? It should not be everyone, right? Now, let's look at my brand. I serve different levels of therapists. I serve all mental health providers, future and current, on my podcast and on my YouTube channel. But depending on what level you're in, you may watch certain videos, you may listen to certain podcast episodes, and you may invest in different types of products. So for example, on Instagram, we just wrote out a abundant psychology and social worker subscription for a very ridiculously low rate. And what I'm going to do for them is really just show up as the college professor and mentor that I've been over the last 17 years, because I really haven't made room to serve that population because one, I was teaching for so long. So that met my need, but I haven't been in a physical classroom since 20, well, before 2020, but it was in 2020. Okay. So I've taught online, but it's not the same. So I said, you know what, let's show up for those students. And I got something for them. I mean, I'll be talking to them low key at my house. They just don't know it. But after that, of course, it shoots to private practice, scalability, masterminding, right? So, but at the end of the day, I serve mental health providers, therapists, and that can include all these different titles. So who are you serving? Okay. And also remember that people have different learning styles. And so one of the reasons why I actually started recording my podcast um, on YouTube is one, I love live. I love the energy. Sometimes I'll do things pre-recorded, but I'm not going to lie. I know where my energy lies and my energy lies with being live. I like when y'all talk back to me. However, not everybody likes to receive short or long-term form content visually. Some people prefer to listen to it on their walks at the gym, driving, commuting. So therefore I will always download these episodes like this, like workshop type to my podcast. And then we will take snippets of it and we will actually put it like on Instagram, okay? So remember that people have different learning styles, visual, auditory, kinesthetic, like hands-on, tactile. So make sure that you're catering to different people's learning styles. And as I mentioned, repurpose your content. Stop feeling like you have to create a different form of content for every single platform. 
First of all, I would say choose your main platform and then decide how you're going to divvy up and cut up that information. So we did this for the whole year where in the beginning of the year, especially I was going live a lot. Right. And so when I was going live a lot on YouTube, my team would download the video, download the audio. We would upload the whole audio to the podcast and I would even do a disclaimer saying, hey, my microphone may sound a little funny because it's on the Internet, not on garage band right but then we would also dissect it and take out certain points to put it on instagram or on tiktok and now we're going to be doing it for youtube shorts and so that is repurposing okay repurposing all right so put an r in the comment box if you down and learn how to repurpose all right so the next one is video is dominating hence i'm here all right so when you create videos um you want to and i'll get to the questions in the comment box in a second you want to be intentional okay when you create videos, you want to be intentional. So you don't have to show up with slides. I just prefer to have slides to keep me on point because unless this is like a chit chat, get ready with me before I see a client kind of thing, I will go on a tangent and just talk to y'all. And so that's cool sometimes, but y'all showing up to get the success trends for 2023. So I'm letting you know, and I've been telling my community for the last like three years that Video will dominate in the next two years. I told them this three years ago, and yet here we are. And so some people may be camera shy. Well, you can create reels. You can create a whole YouTube channel and have a faceless channel. But do you have value? Don't be boring. I went to a conference last week, and one of the speakers had said on the board, thou shall not be boring. So, of course, somebody in the audience, he spoke to it as well. One of my clients, because I shared this with them as well, because I share with them like some of the investments that I've made in myself and like the takeaways. And he said, nobody is boring. And what I believe psychologically is that you've given that definition to yourself. Whoever called you boring. And if you believe that you're boring, then that means that you have the capacity to do something about it. Make yourself more fun. You don't have to dance, but figure out what your audience wants from you and figure out a way to grasp their attention. You may be boring, um, let's just say, according to someone else's definition. But when you hang out with your people, how do you show up, right? So I believe that everybody has a message, but everybody's message is delivered differently. So one statistic that blew my mind, right, is when I looked up the stats for YouTube, just like where are the trends going, it said that 1 billion hours are watched time per day across the world, but 1 billion hours a day is what people watch on YouTube. Think about that. 1 billion hours. Okay. Do you think that that's a lot? Heck to the year. Heck to the year. So I'm looking at the comment box. Um, let me just put some of these on the screen. So Angela said, is an influencer and subject matter the same? So just remember that an influencer is pointing you to a, to a direction so they can educate you, right? But at the end of, like, I may educate you on how it's going to keep you warm, this sweater. I may educate you on how you keep your hair straight. But at the end of the day, I'm going to hit that link in that show note or on the screen or in my podcast show notes or something to say, if you want this, I want you to go here. When you talk about the expert of a subject matter, I'm going to put that in the category of like, for example, because you're one of my clients, is like speaking engagements and panelists you're showing up as a personal brand. Now, on some panels, you may choose to just speak and just be a panelist. But odds are somebody's going to say, how do I find you? What do you have? What services do you offer, Angela? And then what are you going to say? 
Oh, click the link in my bio. Come to my vendor table. You're showing up as a personal brand. Does that make sense? All right. So let's keep going. Almost done. So short-term video. This has been a big question in the industry of content creation. Should I be creating seven-second reels, one-second reels? We were at the mastermind yesterday. I got a notification from TikTok saying you can go all the way up to 10 minutes, which means that I heck, I can do this on TikTok on the side, right? Like I do Instagram. But I believe that you should have a mixture of both. It really depends on your audience. So prime example, podcasting is one of the best ways. I'm not telling you to go host a podcast. But podcasting is one of the best ways for auditory learners who like to consume information in more long form content. Podcast is one of the best platforms to do so because I can literally have a, I'm looking at my mic, I can have a conversation with that person for like two hours, right? Now, if somebody can do the same thing on YouTube, I've seen it, I've done it, I've done boot camps and people have not left. So I think it depends on the subject. Are you talking to your ideal client and are you adding value? And what is your energy video versus audio, right? But bottom line is short-term video, short-term content is on the rise. As I mentioned earlier, YouTube shorts, right? So my suggestion is to select a platform. And like I mentioned earlier, repurpose it for other platforms. That way you can record a longer video and then work with a video editor and potentially somebody in marketing, if you don't know what to do, to break it up into smaller pieces to be applicable for those platforms, okay? Um, now, this is a really huge one because this was something that I believe a lot of people did, but low-key didn't say it. It just kind of happened. I am one of those people. So all of my programs are, I'm going to say diverse in terms of we have a lot of black, brown, and multiracial individuals in our program, but we also have just specific races, like straight up in our program, okay, throughout the last like five years, okay? But what tends to happen due to social psychology is that people are attracted to who they are, how relatable the other person or the group can be, and how comfortable they feel. So what tends to happen by default, if you've ever taken a cultural diversity class, if you walk into a place that you don't know nobody, you're going to go toward either the conversation that seems more like your flow, or honestly, let's just cut it dry. You're going to go to the people that look like you. Am I lying? Right? So let's talk about diversity. Do you serve an inclusive group? Again, since 2020, since all this stuff started popping off with different groups of people, hate crimes and just things like that being caught on camera finally, right? Because it's been happening for hundreds of years. Now it's okay to say that you serve an inclusive group, right? And it was very interesting to me, like last year and for the last two years, how I've seen a lot of non-diversified groups specifically have things like scholarships for BIPOC audiences and things like that. And I think it's great depending on how it's presented, right? Because if it feels like it was more of a hand-me-down and handout, that don't feel good to a BIPOC person, right? So just be mindful of your wording. Be mindful of how you present, how you're serving a group of people. And this is just my personal opinion. If it comes off cold, like we don't want your kind, even if I'm Black and I had a a black high school group of students who wanted to create a black coalition for, cause you know, high schools have like different groups or not, whatever. And I've overseen them. You know, I wouldn't want them if a brown kid came up 
I wouldn't want no kid to say, oh, no, you're not our kind. Like, that is disrespectful and low-key discrimination. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's ways of communicating how your program or group or product or service is inclusive. And really how you address that is how you show up and talk just directly to your client. If you talk directly to your ideal client, your copy, your messaging will speak directly to them, period. Okay? Right. So personalization, um, create content personalized to your audience. So we actually just said that. So I don't have to stay here too long. But bottom line is make sure you are clear about who you're talking to. And then I also ask my clients to ask themselves, um, who do I attract? Because those are two different things. Who you want to talk to and who you attract. You need to look at those stats, because if you're not getting any sales or signups for your products or services, odds are your messaging, your videos, your pictures, they're attracting the wrong people. Okay. Um, next one is increase B to B. So whether you work with business owners or not, I would highly encourage you to increase your ability to collaborate with others, like speaking on panels, being on people's podcasts, being on people's other live streams, just really doing even not business together per se under one entity, but maybe putting two ideas together and coming up with something epic, like a workshop or something. Okay. So I would encourage you to collaborate because right now that's how you're going to get in front of more people because the online space is very saturated. Okay. And then last trend for 2023 is open your DM and specifically look at all what three to four inboxes. So I'm going to look at my phone. I can't pull it up on the screen. Um, but if you go to like Instagram, you'll recognize that even if you are, Following somebody, unless you are highly engaging with that person, it'll still go to various mailboxes. So on my Instagram, I have literally four inboxes. I have all, primary, general, and requests. And requests is the most suckiest one, like spam, because I get hit up with just spam type things. However, somebody's question about my boot camp, about the conference may go in there because Instagram doesn't recognize that we know each other or that we engage with one another, or maybe it doesn't look like we should be talking, you know? So be patient with me, but also I'm telling you to check your DMs. You wouldn't believe how many deals happen in DMs. Million dollar businesses are built in DMs. Why? Because not everybody wants to do email marketing, but if you don't want to do other things to market and reach your audience, guess what you got to do? You got to open up your DM. Now, the exclusion to this is talking to your audience of therapy clients. Now, if you're if you're providing psychoeducation to tell people to go to your consultation page off Instagram or off these platforms, that's fine. However, you should not be having a full-blown discussion about somebody's situation to sign up for therapy, nor should you be rescheduling your client's appointment in the DM on Instagram or on TikTok. Okay, so that's just ethics one on one. Right. So how did you all enjoy this information on a scale of one to 10 on a scale of one to 10? 10 is, man, this was good, informative. Like I got some things to think about. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, one is eh, could have just listened to it on the podcast or something. <laughs> right. So um, I don't know if y'all saw this as we close out. I am so, so proud of these ladies. So, so proud. Let me like make it smaller. OK, um, I am so, so proud of these women. So I have had the blessing and opportunity to serve some of the most epic mental health providers, 
not just in the United States, but across the globe, okay? Because we have hit three other countries and I am very grateful for that, okay? But these wonderful women all graduated over the last two days. And more importantly, one of the things that came out of me meeting with them and us like wrapping up, which I'm gonna do a whole nother podcast episode about, is the importance of saying goodbye. So that podcast episode that you will, that I'm referencing, it will be more like pre-recorded because I want to walk you through why is it important to have a good goodbye um, and like what is the difference between graduation and like termination, okay? Um, this is a very important topic. We are wrapping up the year. Some people in therapy at the end of the year, some people in coaching programs at the end of the year. Um, but bottom line is I want all of you to enter into this new year with a fresh and reset and recharge battery because it should only be getting better. It should only be getting better, okay? So um, just a few announcements. And so if you um, are a mental health provider and you want to meet up with us next year, the Therapists Deserve Abundance Conference is available. Let me go ahead and put it on the screen. So if you go to drtk.com forward slash links, you can always stay up to date with, we have a few things going on right now, but we, cause it's the end of the year. So we take our students out on a positive note, right? So we have a CE workshop that will actually be in December to help you plan out your four quarters. We actually did this live with our ECM students over the last two days and <laughs> we got work to do. <laughs> they got work to do, but they're equipped to do it, right? Um, we also have, like I mentioned, the Therapists Deserve Abundance Conference. That is for individuals who by next October, as a mental health provider, you will be ready to start learning and implementing information about scaling your business, which means that you should already have a business up and running by October. So that was a question that continues to come up is, can I come if I don't have a business yet? My question to you would be, where will your business be by October? And if you will have one and you know you're going to be generating revenue, I didn't say how much, but you are all in for your business then yes, come because it's going to be up to 100 therapists there. We're going to meet in Las Vegas. It's going to be epically aligned fun. And you also have the opportunity when you sign up to upgrade to our membership so that you don't have to wait until October to meet with us, but you can be meeting with us once a month and we can start slowly integrating and introducing you to not just some business mindset stuff, but also some abundant living things because I believe in a whole life approach not just focusing on your business. Because hands down, what I will tell y'all about our graduation yesterday is that the number one takeaway from every single student was that they said, I'm good. And that I'm walking out as a CEO. I actually focused on the becoming, which is what a lot of them didn't think they were going to get because they were focused on strategy and SOPs and stuff. And what they realized was they can have all those things downloadable in the portal they can have as much access to me as they have in the program. But at the end of the day, it is about who are you becoming when I'm out of sight and out of mind, but you might hear my voice. How are you executing in your business that directly impacts your personal life? So we're going to talk about things like how do you budget? travel. I'm going to be bringing in even some of those mastermind students who have expertise to help you with some of these alongside of people who are not a therapist. We're going to talk about money. There's one thing that I'm going to start introducing to you all is 
how I do my investments. I am not a financial fiduciary. I am not a trade uh, specialist. I'm just going to be sharing what I do, right? So if you want to learn more about that, all you have to do is go to drtk.com. Will CEUs be provided? Um, CEUs will be provided at the conference. Yes. Okay. Um, we are working on six CEs. They will be given to you at the conference. The goals workshop is also CE upgradable. So the CE workshop, no coupon needed, $44. That can be for anybody. You ain't even got to be a therapist to come to that. That's the only workshop that I do every year that you don't have to be a therapist to show up, but we know that most therapists are going to be there, right? But you can invite your friends. Maybe they need to set their goals because y'all hanging out, right? You can upgrade your experience for $33. It's on the page to get the CEs. So the CEs for the goal setting class is three CEs because we're only meeting for uh, two hours, okay? And that workshop is really going to be hands-on. You're going to get a worksheet. I'm going to encourage people to like pull it up or print it out because you are going to be building out your four quarters on the call, on the call, <laughs> okay? Now, let me be clear too. If one of your goals on there is to build out a webinar, we're not going to build out your webinar, but we are going to be talking about what gets in your way of setting up your goals and executing your goals, which means that, of course, I'm going to do breakout sessions because sometimes it's easier to talk about who and or what stands in our way until we maybe get in front of one or two people, not like 30 plus. OK, so um, CEs are I try to make CEs a part of every event that I do. So CEs, like in summary, will be a part of the goal setting workshop. It will also be a part of the uh, conference as well. For the uh, membership, of course, the perk of being um, a current student is that when I do have CE workshops, they'll always get first dibs and it will never be market rate. And y'all know that. <laughs> so um, if you're in the community, you get those VIP deals. If you're external, meaning you're not a current student enrolled in a membership, then, you know, just stay abreast to like the link. Now, if you're a student, I would highly encourage you if you're still in school, go over to Instagram. I have an epic opportunity to connect with you over there. I just posted a invisible to everybody else, but a subscription story um, so that you can tell me also, because I'm polling my audience, what do you want to learn about? Is it practicum, internship, how to brand yourself? We're going to be talking about branding one-on-one, right? Like in school, because to me, that's where it starts. And correct me if I'm wrong, licensed professionals that are on here, would you have wished that like somebody like me or somebody like you had what I'm having for students. Put a Y in the comment box if you wished that these kind of conversations were happening while you were still held in undergrad, not even in grad school. And that's why I didn't differentiate the two because questions that I'm going to answer for grad school students are going to help students in undergrad understand like what the processes is so that they can decide hell if they want to go and what to look forward to, right? And they can get a jump start. That's why I love having different level students. And that's how all of our programs are, because I feel like for students who are above, when they get to explain something to someone else, it does something to their pride and their ego. Like, damn, I knew all that. Right. And then for someone who doesn't know that information yet, they don't feel intimidated because we're welcoming and we're warm. Right. So if you know what I'm asking you also, if you know of any students, and this isn't something that we're going to blast out on email and stuff like that. It's just on Instagram, not Kajabi, nothing else, no podcast, nothing. On Instagram, I'm just talking to them, right? Hosting workshops like every month just for students. So tell them about it. 
the price is where the price is right now, it will not remain that that rate. <laughs> that's that's what I will tell you because y'all already know. All right. So um, yeah, exactly. So I will talk to y'all soon. Continue to download the Audible podcast. Um, make sure that if you're not subscribed to my channel on YouTube, that you do so. And if people are tuning in on the podcast, make sure you follow there as well. I love your comments. Stay tuned for more videos and more workshops because I really enjoy going live. Have a beautiful and great weekend. Bye. Listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Therapist Deserve Abundance podcast. Now, I don't know about you, but that flew by way too fast. So if you want more, head over to drtk.com for additional abundant resources. And if you are looking for a tribe of abundant therapists like yourself to bounce around ideas and tap into another level of business growth abundance, be sure to join our Facebook community exclusively for therapists. The link is waiting for you at drtk.com. Come.